Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to my first edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour for 2020. Uh, it's uh, been a couple of weeks since I've been here in studio with you. Uh, been away uh, taking some much needed time. It was actually, even though I've been doing a lot of traveling over the last couple of years, it was mostly for my mom, for family stuff. And so this was the first real vacation vacation my wife and I have had um, in uh, a quite a long time. So uh, we took a big trip. We went down under. And, uh, you know, uh, I know a lot of people have been asking me about the wildfires in Australia. Didn't really affect us too much, except that when we were in Sydney, you know, we had wanted to go to some of the national parks and we weren't able to go uh, because uh, of the fires. Um, other than that, you know, it was a little hazy. Um, uh, you could smell it a little bit in the air, but, you know, there were good days and bad days. It didn't really affect us too much. However, if anyone has been seeing the uh, uh, images and, uh, of the devastation to the environment in Australia, it's really something. I actually posted a link yesterday uh, of an article of an Australian uh, paper uh, that had like different ways you could help. Um, so if if the you know it's uh, uh, touches you and you you want to to help uh, the relief efforts and help everything of what's going on down there in Australia, uh, just check on my uh, post from yesterday uh, to see that link. Anyway. So, Happy New Year. Let's get started with our quote of the day from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. To fix the world, you must first see it as broken. I'm not so sure I'd go there. The universe. Hmm. Interesting quote from Mike Dooley in the universe to, to start us off. Um, to fix the world, we first have to see it as broken. Not sure I would go there. So what is the universe saying here? Uh, you know, it's very easy. And I, even myself, I, I think I fall into this sometimes, that when we see so much craziness in the world, that we feel like, oh my God, the, the world is on fire, which it is. Um, things are going crazy. Things are broken. You know, we need to fix this. We need to fix this. And what the universe's quote today, I believe, is trying to remind us is that the world is not broken. There are people who do crazy things in the world, and there are things that are not to our liking does not mean the world is broken. In fact, what all this craziness and what all of this, uh, uh, as we say in Yiddish, Mishigas, <laughs> you know, all, all this uh, craziness does is it gives us an opportunity to first love ourselves more um, and to feel that uh, that desire to feel that um, that desire to to bring something different into the world and then to really uh, love the world 
as it is. And loving the world as it is does not mean that we don't want to see change happen. It, it's, it's a deeper understanding that things are perfect even when they don't look like they're perfect. That things are happening for reasons we can't fathom, we can't see, and, and we're not aware of because of our limited perception. And our limited perception is not just in terms of where we are in the world or our, our perception of like whether you're in the United States or in Europe or in Australia or in Asia or Africa. We all come from uh, our backgrounds. We all come from where we're born and, and our experiences and where we, we've grown up. So how we perceive the world is very much uh, colored by or informed by our background, where we are and where we come from. But when I say we have a limited perspective, I mean we also have a limited perspective in terms of time. Because we've all, we all have just a limited amount of time on this planet. We all see things in relatively short chunks of time. Uh, uh, we, we see things in terms of days, weeks, months, you know, maybe, you know, a few years. But in the grand scheme of things, life happens in terms of centuries, you know, decades and centuries and, and, and eons and ages and thousands and millions and billions of years. And so what happens today and what is going on in today's world? We have a limited perspective of what is the implication of that and what are the consequences of that moving forward in the coming decades. So just as people in the last century could not really see the implications of what happened for this century, we cannot really see in this century the implications of it will have for the next century. Now, this is not to say that the world can't be kinder, gentler, uh, move in a direction where we can be more sustainable. Absolutely, there are things in this world that can change in a way that can be better for all of us. And yet, at the same time, some of the most difficult, some of the, the biggest crises can wake us up, can shift our consciousness, can bring us to a place that we would not necessarily otherwise come to and that can affect us in, 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 a, in a very positive way, even if at the time it doesn't seem like it. And so when we look at the world, as opposed to seeing it as being broken, perhaps what the universe is telling us in today's quote is that the world is not broken. It's about our part in the world. And it's perhaps uh, a call to us 
to see the world as perfect and still to see that we have something contribute to move the world in a direction that we believe for us would put it in a more positive or in a more uh, uh, loving and more sustainable manner. Okay, so a very short but wonderful quote from the universe, which I spent a lot of time talking about. Uh, let's see, I have a very long quote from Abraham. Let's see, maybe I'll spend less time talking about it. Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. We want to help you regain clarity about your individual power. Everyone has it. No one can ever take it away from you. No one can ever do anything, quote, bad, unquote, to you. No one can assert into your experience. Everything, without exception, comes only by your individual invitation to it. Do you understand the process of asking? When you give something your attention and it becomes your dominant vibration relative to the subject, that is your asking. So, deliberate creating is not so much about looking out into the world and saying, oh, there are things that are good that I want to create or attract into my experience, and there are things that are bad that I don't want to create or attract into my experience. Deliberate creating is more about deliberate allowing. Deliberate allowing is more like deliberate vibration. Abraham. Ah, so this is a really good quote and actually a very good kind of follow-up quote to our quote from the universe. And so what Abraham is saying in this quote is that we all have power in our lives. We all have the ability to decide what we want to bring into our experience by way of our choices, in a sense, and by way of our deliberate uh, decision of how we choose to view any given situation or not. And so when something comes to us, and maybe it's a very difficult situation or it's some kind of challenge. So there are two ways of seeing the challenge. We either see the challenge as something debilitating, as something difficult, as something hard, or we can see the challenge as something that calls forward to us a new solution, a, a new way of being, a new perspective that we can have that we can be more empowered to follow. In other words, we can always decide whether we choose to ruminate on the problem, the issue, the challenge, what's going on, or we can choose to focus on the solution, where this can take us, how we have to grow in order to do something about this. That choice is our power. And, and how we decide to put our focus or attention is, is really all up to us. So nothing ever really comes into our world, into our universe, except by way of how we choose to judge or how we choose to view any given situation or, or, or what is happening. 
And so that is what Abraham is talking about by the art of allowing. It's how do we allow ourselves to perceive what is going on in our life? Ooh, and, and I'll get to my shout outs to the people on the Facebook Live, but I see Lisa Dad, fellow EBC member, who um, we'll see you next week in San Antonio, says, so funny, just listening to Abraham speak of this an hour ago, timely and repetitive. Obviously, I need this message today. Uh, <laughs> thank you, uh, Lisa, for letting me know. I guess so. And, and these messages actually uh, are, are very timely and very relevant to our topic today on the show, um, which I, I will share in the next segment, um, is something very personal for me um, and something that, that just before I went away uh, last month uh, really uh, hit me and struck home uh, from a conversation I had with one of my teachers. And so looking at these quotes of the day from Abraham and from Universe, what are they really saying is the world is not broken. It does not need to be fixed. The universe does not need to be micromanaged by us. Our power comes from how we're deciding to respond to the world and to the universe and to people around us and to any given situation in our life. Our power comes from our perspective and our response. Do we choose to respond from a place of love or a place of fear? Do we choose to focus on the challenge? And do we choose to focus on uh, uh, what we feel is quote unquote wrong about this? Or do we choose to respond from a place of how we can see how to improve things, how we can see to move things in the direction that is more pleasing to our hearts, our spirits, our souls, our minds, our bodies. And, and that distinction is such an important distinction because there's so much power and, and there's so much that we can do when we realize that we can come from that perspective, that we have the power to control our lives, not by necessarily what is going on outside of us, but by deciding how, what aspect of what's coming to us we are focusing on. Are we focusing on the solution or are we focusing on the challenge? And the more we focus on the solution, we're allowing the aspect of what's going on to really build us up. So two wonderful, amazing, and very apropos quotes today from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. All right, let me get to my shout outs on Facebook Live. So many uh, wonderful people with us today. Uh, Nancy, happy new year to you too. William, great to uh, see you uh, on the Facebook Live. Lisa, um, Sanaya, um, of course, uh, happy new year to you. Bahar, uh, great to see you as well. Um, and, and all my friends, Sirve, uh, uh, Susanna, Cole, Sharon, uh, Evelyn, uh, Jeremiah, thank you all for joining me today, Franklin. Um, I'm, I'm running long on this segment, so I'm going to leave it there. And when we come back, we are going to get to today's topic, which is all about 
hiding in plain sight. So everybody, please stay with us. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Thank you all for being with me here today. No guest on the show this week. It's just me and you. So please feel free to chime in on the Facebook Live and to uh, uh, join us uh, with your comments and questions and add in. I hope that uh, what we talk about today, um, which is something very personal for me, will also touch upon something in you. So, I called it hiding in plain sight. What do I mean by that? As many of you know, I've been doing um, transformational work for, for many, many years now, for most of my life in some respects. And uh, lately, one of the things that I've, one of my, my transformational uh, endeavors is is a very shamanic practice that I do, which I've been doing now for a little over five years. And uh, in December, uh, before uh, the holiday break, uh, my mentor, the creator of this uh, particular shamanic practice that I do, was in town, and we had a ceremony and a session. And uh, during the ceremony, I went up to him to talk to him because I had had a, a conversation. Uh, with with one of my other teachers, my mentor, and and it wasn't very pleasant, and it didn't sit with me well. I mean, there were some lessons in there for me, uh, but but it just didn't feel good for some reason. 
And so I, I, I asked him about that. And he responded to me in something that so shocked me and shook me and surprised me and really got to me that I, I realized I felt like I had been seen, my soul had been seen so and as if I was naked. It, it was, and he did it very gently and very lovingly. Um, so it, it wasn't traumatic in any way, but it just was, was such a surprise to me. And what he said to me, he said, well, what do you gain by holding on to the pain? And I said, what do you mean? And he was like, well, you know, by holding on to the pain, then you don't have to show up. And, and it was like a lightning bolt had struck me in the middle of my soul and how in, in many aspects of my life, it was so true what he was saying that by holding on to things, pain, discomfort, uh, uh, old stories, uh, however you call it, I, I was not fully showing up. I, I was using it as an excuse to not really be there. And, and this is true, in, 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 and I realized it was true in so many things in that night and ceremony you know, I realized it was true in relationships, uh, in my business, here with you on the show, um, in, in, in the transformational work that I do, that in so many ways, I really was not showing up fully present, uh, fully engaged, really being there. Uh, for whatever the particular situation was. And, and it's really, uh, I've, I've been sitting with this insight and this realization while I was away on vacation, and, and, it, and it's still very, very present to me, which is why I decided to talk about this today on the show. And, and it so surprised me because I've been doing so much work on myself, and I've been really looking to improve myself and to grow personally, spiritually, individually. And, and I never saw this aspect to myself. And this is one of the reasons why I always feel that having a mentor, having a guide, having a, a, a person that you work with who can see you more clearly than you see yourself is so important. Because left to myself, I don't know that I would ever have seen this. And I realize, and, and I don't know if any of you can relate to this or not, that I hold on to my pain, I hold on to my stories, I hold on to my traumas, and then this way I have a, an excuse, I have, an, a re, I have a reason why uh, I, I'm maybe not as quote-unquote successful as I think I should be, or I'm not as good on certain aspects as I feel I should be, I'm not doing as well, because I'm not really showing up, or I have not been uh, showing up as well as I could have been. And yes, Lisa on the Facebook Live uh, agrees with me and says, yeah, we, we can't see our own blind spots. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, and that's why they're called blind spots, right? It's because we can't see them. Um, 
and and that's the importance of working with other people. And, and so how is this relevant to other people? Well, I, I'm pretty sure, and William chimes in, I believe we all do this, yes, and, and, and that's the point. Um, we all hold on to our stories. We all hold on to our pain in some aspect. And, and we do it, why? Why do I hold on to my pain and not show up? Why don't I just let it go and show up? And it's because of fear, right? For all of us, it's because we're afraid. It's because if we do let go of these stories, which we've held on to for so many years in our life, if we let go of them and, and we start to show up the way we know we can, it's scary. We've never been there before. It's an unknown. The idea of, of letting go of our pain is something that it, it, it truly frightens us. As much as our pain is uncomfortable, as much as our pain is difficult to carry around, it's scarier not to carry it around with us. It, it, it's, it's scarier to think, you know, I, I have no idea what I can be like, who I can be if I'm not holding on to this pain, if I'm not living into this story that I've created for myself and I've held on to for myself for so many years. And, and, you know, the fact that uh, uh, my teacher had said this to me, I believe part of it was because of the work I've done, be, because of the things uh, I've shown up for and, and the work that I have done on myself that I was ready to really hear this. And that if he had said this to me, a month before, a week, uh, a year before, you know, two or three years before, I wouldn't have been ready to hear it. And perhaps I wouldn't have been able to take it in and really do something about it. Um, Lisa says, I think the pain come, becomes part of the identity that wants to be shed. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. Uh, and William says, we help others so much and neglect ourselves. Self-care is important. Absolutely, William. Um, because sometimes it's so much easier to help someone else with their problem and to help them with what's going on with their situation rather than look at our own pain and look at our own uh, uh, challenges and, and what's going on within ourselves. Uh, so yes, self-care is very important, but it's more than just self-care. It, it's really learning, and I think this is something we all have a tendency to do. Uh, it, it's learning that, that we need to, that when we focus on our own challenges, that our own challenges are as important, if not more important to us than other people's challenges. And, and we're so quick and we're so willing to help other people with their challenges before we've really dealt with our own and before we've really looked at 
where we are and, and what is it that we have to work on. Uh, yeah, Lisa says, it's a form of avoidance, looking out rather than looking in. Absolutely. It's, and it's, I believe it's a very common one. And that's why I, I call it hiding in plain sight. And, and you know what, it, it's time for another break. Let, let's take a quick break. And when I come back, uh, let me talk about, and, and hopefully you'll talk about it with me, about what does it mean to hide in plain sight? Uh, because that is what I felt I have been doing uh, for so many, so many years. So everybody, please stay with me. I know it's a little bit quick because I went along with the last segment, but please stay with us. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern time to 1 p.m. right here on talkradio.nyc and on Facebook Live, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. everybody welcome back to the conscious consultant our awakening humanity uh ah, william says on the facebook live whoops somebody else just commented hi massimo happy new year to you too um let me pull up william's quote it's just a little hard to see give me a second uh whoops uh, back down uh, back up uh, technology is a wonderful thing. A friend recently told me I hide behind humor, which caused me to look inside more. I agree to a point, but humor 
also allows me to draw some people closer as well. Right. So, so let's get into our main topic today, which is hiding in plain sight. So as I mentioned, this insight that my shaman, my teacher gave me last month really shook me about how by holding on to the pain, I give myself an excuse uh, uh, not to be able to show up. And yeah, and you know, my, my mentor who I work with from Brooklyn, like he's uh, like, he said some things about me not being present and stuff. And, and we were always talking in terms of like how often, how many times, but I actually was showing up because I was there, but it wasn't about the amount of time I showed up. It, it wasn't about me being present or not present physically. It's really about how I show up when I am present. And that's why uh, I, I call it hiding in plain sight because I'm there. I'm right there. I'm in plain sight. I'm right in front of you. Um, but am I really showing up? Am I really fully being present? Am I really fully giving of myself and, and being who I can be in, in front of the people who are right there in front of me? And the answer is no, I wasn't. I mean, I was there and I was giving of myself as much as I could in the moment because I didn't know I was using this pain as an excuse not to really be there. Um, but I really wasn't there. I was hiding in plain sight. I was hiding right in front of people. And because I was there, because I showed up, I, I, I didn't think I was hiding, right? I assumed, look, I'm here. See me? I'm here. It, it's like when we're in school. I remembered when, when uh, I was younger in school and, and I had friends who used to cut classes now and then, and I was always pretty good. I, I would show up and, and, you know, I'd rarely, rarely cut class. But even though I was there in class, was I really paying attention? Was I really showing up? Was I really there to learn? Sometimes, but not all the time. And so this is a habit that for, that for me personally started when I was very young. And so I was there, I was present, you know, they marked me present in the book, but I wasn't necessarily paying attention to the class. And I could come up with all kinds of excuses and reasons. The teacher was this, and this is boring, and, and uh, this has no relevance to my life. You know, I could come up with all kinds of excuses why not to pay attention to what was going on in class. And the truth was, more than likely, I just either didn't want to be there or I just wasn't interested in what they were saying. And, and so instead of me taking the responsibility and saying, you know, I, I didn't want this, uh, I, I put it all on the teacher. You know, I was blaming the other person. And it was so interesting because the other thing that this insight gave me is it showed me how much in my own mind, in my own subconscious, I blame others. And I'm one of the first people to tell people not to blame others, that when we blame others, we give away our power, that when we blame others, uh, we, take, we give away our responsibility and we take away our power and now we, we're, we make ourselves victims. 
And I'm so aware of it and conscious of it sort of for other people. And I wasn't aware of how I was doing it myself. And so it was, as I said earlier, it was such a shock to me because I, I thought I would be the last person who does this. I don't blame other people. I take responsibility for my actions. Yes. And I may not have been consciously blaming other people, but in some aspect I was. I was putting it on them as opposed to really owning it myself. And, uh, yeah, William on the Facebook Live says, we learn what is relevant to us. And Lisa responds, we teach what we most need to learn. Absolutely. Both are very, very true. Um, uh, and, and that is why I do this work. And, and that is why I am talking about this topic today of hiding in plain sight and how I've been doing it to, one, be authentic with you, my audience, and two, uh, because I need to learn this lesson so well. And so by me sharing what I've learned and by me sharing these personal uh, lessons, it reinforces it for me while I'm sharing it for you. And hopefully it has some value to the people who are listening to this show. Um, and at the same time, it, it reinforces it to me of what I need to learn. Because even though I know this now and I realize this now, does that mean I instantly change and I, I'm showing up perfectly and I'm not blaming other people anymore? No, of course not. It's, it's still a process. I'm still integrating this lesson. I'm still learning what it means to, to not use my pain as an excuse to show up. Um, and it, and it was really interesting too, because after this lesson, uh, something actually very uh, difficult or painful did happen and, and I'm still learning to show up. Um, and, and Massimo is, is, is continuing on, on sort of this, this theme of me not showing up in class. And he says, if you're not, if you are in middle school and the teacher is not engaging enough, doesn't know strategies, teacher is to blame, uh, college is a different dynamic. Just asking like at what level was I not engaging, not showing up? And yes, Massimo, you're right. Like the teacher does have a responsibility to the class to learn how to engage students, how to reach them where they're at. But blaming the teacher still does not do anybody any good. And by the students blaming the teacher, or let me put it personally, by me blaming my teachers for being boring and not engaging, I take away responsibility for myself to make the material interesting for myself. And the teacher may have been boring and may not have been using good strategies. Um, and I still could have found a way to make the topic interesting for me. Um, and there are some topics that I was just naturally good at. So regardless of how good or bad the teacher was, I was engaged. I, I knew what was going on uh, because I just had a natural affinity to, for like math and sciences. But when it came to English and humanities, I was not as good at that. Except for the one teacher, Mr. Elenko, who I had when I was a senior in high school, who was the most fun, the most engaging I love this man to death. So I paid attention. I did really well. 
Um, but, uh, but by putting it on, on teachers, when we start doing it at a very young age, it becomes a, a habit that we live into for most of our lives. And, and, and Lisa says on the Facebook Live, owning our piece is empowering regardless of anyone else's role in it. Um, exactly, Lisa. And, and that's my point. And that's why I'm here to say I've been hiding in plain sight um, because nobody else is to blame. Um, I'm an adult now. I haven't been uh, a, a child for a long time. And even when I was a child, I knew better. Um, I was just being uh, whatever. I was just being myself. I was just being uh, who I was at the time, whether you want to call it lazy or, 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 or just you know fearful, not wanting to show up. And, and the reason why I say fear because it is confronting to show up and be authentic and to be honest and, and to really engage people fully where we are. It, it is challenging. It is confronting, especially when we're not used to doing it, especially when we're not encouraged to do it and we haven't learned this as a skill at a young age. Now, we can learn this at any time in our lives. It does not matter whether we're 5, 15, 25, or 50, or, or 105. We can learn this and, and we can change. Doesn't mean that the change is necessarily as easy because the older we get, the more the, the neural pathways, the grooves in our brains are, are made deeper and, and they are, are hold us better. So, so it takes more effort. It takes more conscious effort. Um, so me learning this now at this stage in my life, it's going to take a lot of effort for me not to be this way. It's going to take a lot of effort for me to show up and to stop hiding in plain sight and to really, when I'm there, to really be there wherever there happens to be, you know, whether it's in a, a comfortable situation or an uncomfortable situation, whether it's uh, something that I really have to learn to be humble about, or it's something that I, I know and I got down pat and, and it's really just about me not having a thick head. And, and for me, yeah, it's holding on to my pain. And for other people, maybe it's about using humor to, to not show up. And for other people, maybe it's about being shy. And for other people, maybe it's about being the center of attention. We all have our own way that we hide in plain sight. We all have our own thing. And so my question to you is, what is your thing? If you were to really look at how you are, how you are being when you show up in circumstances, and, and, and I'm talking about, you know, difficult circumstances. I'm talking about in business, in life, in relationships in every aspect of your being, when you're with your family, how are you being? And in that being, is there any way in which you're hiding? And maybe there is, and maybe there isn't. But I'm just asking the question of you because I never asked the question of myself. And now that I've asked the, now that it's been pointed out to me, 
I can see. And, and, and in next segment, we, we have to go to break now, but when we come back, um, perhaps one of the biggest lessons for me is seeing how I do this, even with this insight, that even knowing what I know now, I still see myself holding on to something which prevents me maybe from being as fully present as I could be. So I, I really appreciate you all staying with me for the show. It is a very personal show. No guests today, just you and me. Um, so let me know what you think. So you're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity, and we will be right back for our last segment after these messages. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I just really want to say I really appreciate all the people who are staying with me for this show. It's been really nice to see everybody being so engaged on the Facebook Live and, and, and sticking around for the whole show. Um, so Lisa said, people pleasing is one way I hide in plain sight and holding back my skills so it doesn't ruffle others. Yes, that's a, a also, I think, a very common way uh, that people hide in plain sight which is that we're in a way more concerned about not uh, upsetting other people uh, than we are about uh, doing what it really needs to be done and saying what, how we feel in the moment. And, and it's interesting because I just had this conversation with my wife the other night in, in relation to a friend of ours who's a super, super nice friend and how like she's a little bit upset over something uh, because she didn't really speak for her needs in the past. Um, uh, oh, and Lisa says, this is a good one. My spiritual beliefs is another I selectively share. Hmm. And Patty says, like you said before, 
others like you for what you put out. Um, So, so, you know, people pleasing is such a big one. And and I I, I could be wrong. I I know some people don't people please at all, but most of us, uh, we do, we are concerned about what other people think about us. We don't want to ruffle their feathers. We don't want to get them upset. We don't speak our needs because we're afraid of losing them. Uh, perhaps, you know, with our friends, we're not truly being honest and present because uh, if we said to them, you know, what we really needed in the moment or what we really thought, we're afraid that they might uh, not be our friends anymore. They might not uh, listen to us, help us. Uh, we all have that fear of if, if I'm truly being honest and I'm truly being myself, other people might not like me. And it's interesting because they say that one of the gifts of growing older is you care less what people think about you. Um, and I do believe that's true. Uh, but regardless, we always do have care about what other people think about us. We always are concerned about how other people view us, how other people see us. And so, you know, people pleasing is a big way that we hide in plain sight because we show up and we're there, but we're really not saying what we want to say. We're really not sharing uh, what really needs to be shared. And so uh, I'm here to say that when we stop being so concerned about the other person, when we stop, how can I say it? when we stop making other people in our lives more important than we are in our lives, then we can show up and be who we are. And and I don't want to say like without uh, concern of what they think, because we don't want to be callous. Uh, There's no reason to be antagonistic and to be, uh, uh, to be at odds with other people. Um, And at the same time, we can show up in a way where we can be authentic and honest uh, without being antagonistic to the people around us. And that we can show up and be fully present and just be honest about how we feel in the moment and and what's going on for us in the moment. And that by not blaming others, by not using that as an excuse, uh, we actually give the other person what they need to respond to us in an honest and present way. And that when we hold back on our needs, when we hold back on what we see, when we hold back on what we're feeling in the moment, the other person doesn't know and we're not really serving the moment. We're not really serving the individual. We're not really serving our purpose because they have no clue what's going on inside of us. They have no clue what we're feeling and and how we're being. And so when we get over our fear of how they're going to respond or react to what we say, when we get over our fear of truly showing up and being present and being potentially rejected, uh, that's one of, I think, our biggest fears as human beings 
is, is we're afraid of being rejected by other people, that they're not going to like us, they're not going to love us, they're not going to uh, be our friends, they're not going to be our customers, they're not going to uh, uh, follow us, they're not going to watch our Facebook lives, you know, they're not going to listen to our podcast. That, that's one of our biggest fears, one of my biggest fears. And, and so we use that fear as an excuse to, oh, I can't uh, be too honest. I can't uh, uh, say things that, that people might disagree with because then uh, they're going to reject me. Then they're not going to like me. Then they're not going to listen to me again. And so what this show has shown me, uh, because I do see the viewership and the listenership and the engagement uh, with this show is higher than it's been for a while. And there could be a number of reasons for that. But I do think that the more honest, uh, the more present, uh, the more we stop hiding in plain sight and we show up and just say, hey, this is me. This is where I'm at right now. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm learning the more we do that actually, the more it does uh, attract people, the more people do get engaged, the more people uh, agree with us, and the more people will show up themselves because we're showing up. And it's so interesting how like we don't show up in order to please people and then they're not really showing up. But when we truly show up without ple being a people pleaser, uh, without being so concerned about how other people are going to react to how we're being or what we're saying, and we just be honest in the moment, suddenly the, the people we're with start showing up and being more honest and being more present. And if they're not, they may leave. And, and maybe uh, we're being too honest for them. And maybe it is too much for them to take for where they're at in the moment. Does not mean that they will always be that way. But in the moment, maybe it was too much for them. So uh, they leave. Doesn't mean they're gone forever. And so it's only by us uh, being... Uh, more authentic. It's only by us showing up and instead of hiding in plain sight, being present in plain sight, that we really connect and engage with the others and really connect and engage with the people who resonate with us, who, who hear our message and say, me too. And, and who really connect with us. And, and, that, and those people are our tribe. And if we're being too honest with someone and, and they decide they've had enough of it and they can't handle it and they can't deal with it, then maybe they're just not our tribe. Maybe they're just not the person uh, to be with us in that moment. Does that mean they may not come back in the future? Does that mean that they may not... Uh, uh, tell you days, weeks, months, years later uh, how important it was for them for us to be that way in that moment. Because this is something that never ceases to surprise me how in a given conversation, in a given moment, I say something to somebody 
and they go away. And then years later, they come back and say, Hey, you know, when you said that thing to me, it made such a difference in my life. And I'm like, really? And I had no clue because there really wasn't much of a response to what I said. So I really had no idea uh, how much that affected the, the other person. So I, I really, once again, want to thank you all for, for staying with us and, and listening to the show. If this show resonates with you, if you've gotten something with it, please uh, share the show uh, with others. Um, and don't keep us a secret. And, and my promise to you, uh, my tribe and, and my loyal fans, is that from this show going forward throughout this year, I will do my best to not hide in plain sight, to be present in plain sight, to be more authentic, uh, to be more of who I really am and to share that with you, whether it's one of these shows where it's just me or it's a show uh, with a guest. Um, and next week uh, I will be, uh, I will not be live. I will be pre-recorded. Um, uh, I, and uh, I will be in San Antonio with Lisa Dad and, and many of my friends in the Evolutionary Business Council for our annual conference. Uh, uh, so I will not be live, but there will be a show next week, and I will be back in two weeks. And uh, I really have some wonderful, wonderful guests and uh, coming up in the future, so I do hope you will stay with me. And... Uh, and uh, if what I say resonates with you, I, I would appreciate it if you would go to uh, the conscious uh, uh, cons uh, theconsciousconsultant.com, my website, sign up for my newsletter um, so you can hear about what's coming up in the future. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you all and I appreciate your bravery uh, for staying here throughout this whole show to hear um, my authenticity. And, and my truth for now. So thank you all. Take care. Have a great, wonderful 2020. It's the year of perfect vision. So you will see things more clearly. Uh, it's a new decade. I hope it's a wonderful new decade for all of you. And uh, I will do my best to bring you more great content and more great shows to serve you. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. 
fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.